Welcome back to the Good Gut Feelings podcast. My name is Isabel. I am your host in case you skipped all the way through the introduction, um, which I do all the time. So no hate to you who listens to those. I don't, but that's where I introduce myself. So in case you skip past that when it comes up in a couple of minutes, hi, welcome to the Good Gut Feelings community. If you are new here, if you've been here and you are an OG, hi, I love you. Um, today's podcast episode is me and the guest is my birth control. Today we're talking about everything that I've tried birth control wise, my experience with it, and how it's impacted my IBS, if it has at all. Um, it's been a really interesting kind of development for me as I've kind of been exploring. You know, when you have IBS, you're like, hey, what the hell is impacting this? I really have no idea. And it's process of elimination. And I'm going to talk a lot about what I eliminated and things I tried to sub in and how they've been going. Um, I am recording this introduction like probably a month after I recorded this episode. I had some other episodes that I wanted to put out before releasing this one. Um, and I recorded this episode pretty soon after I'd gotten my IUD out and I'd gone back on the birth control pill. I tell you the entire story in this episode about why I did that, but I wanted to spend some more time on the birth control pill, going back on it after getting my IUD out before I gave you guys this episode so I can give you like an update. So this is my update like a, no, maybe more than a month, maybe two months, maybe a month. I don't know, later after initially recording the actual episode, I've been on the pill for a while. I was going to release this earlier, but I never ended up getting my period. And I wanted to release this episode um, after I'd been on the pill and after I'd gotten my first period back and like make sure everything was smooth. And it actually ended up taking one, two, three months for me to get my period and when I did finally get it last week, it was like hardly a period. So all that said, I'm still working out the kinks with my transition back on to the birth control pill. Um, and I've really been just staying vigilant about what has improved since getting my IUD out. In this episode, I tell you all the gajillion reasons why an IUD didn't work for me. And I wanted to tell this story because... I know that IUDs do work for so many people. So many people love their IUD and that is fucking amazing. I got an IUD because everybody was so obsessed with their IUD. The IUD did not work for me and I felt kind of insane because it worked so well for everybody else and I was like, I don't understand why is it not working for me, um, all of these things and I ended up getting it removed and going back on the pill and uh, as I share in this episode, the pill feels kind of demonized these days, like ooh, synthetic hormones and all of these things, especially in the wellness world, I don't know, maybe in your area of the world it feels like totally fine to be on the pill, which is amazing because it is totally fine to be on the pill. I ended up going off the pill in, I don't remember the date, I share it later, <laughs> um, about three and a half years ago because I wanted to see if it was impacting my IBS plus a million other things. I ended up going on the IUD, um, got diagnosed with SIBO about a year later and treated SIBO and then my IBS got better. Um, and 
TBD have no idea if the pill impacted my IBS or not, which is why it was really interesting to come back on the pill and why I wanted to wait a little bit before releasing this episode because I wanted to see if anything was different, if anything was like being impacted. Um, as some of you may know, my IBS is like fully in the backseat. Um, I know how to take care of myself really well. I know how to make choices that work for my body and work for my IBS. And switching up the birth control was something that I was super curious about. Like I had no idea what was going to happen if maybe, you know, my IBS getting to its worst point was a culmination of being on the pill for like six years. I, I have no idea. So I've been back on the pill, the exact same pill I'm on, like one of the tricyclic ones. Um, and I've been on it since November. It's now February. That's what, three months, November, December, January, something. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and I actually feel really great. I had a moment for like a little bit where I was like, oh fuck, this is getting bad again. Um, I was feeling super extra constipated, super, super gassy. Uh, and that's still medium true, but here's what I've been doing. So I have a feeling that my motility has slowed down a little bit, which was not fab for me because my motility is already like snail speed because of IBSC. Like I, it's always going to be something I have that I'm dealing with, but I'm very, very proficient at monitoring it and making choices that support my body working optimally. So throw the pill into the mix and things kind of have been getting like a little slower and I've just been taking note of it. And so what I've been doing is making sure that I'm super getting in enough water, super getting in enough movement. And then I went back to basics with my supplement routine and I'm being really diligent about it. I'm doing magnesium glycinate, um, which is really great for my anxiety, which has been a little bit higher, I think, um, to help just relax all of my abdominal muscles that are like clenching and, you know, everything that's been slowed down a little bit. Um, I'm being really diligent about my multivitamin. I bought some more digestive bitters. I went and got some more omega-3 fatty acids for inflammation. Um, I have a couple of other supplements that are specific for IBS that I've had various doctors um, prescribe to me over the years that I've loved. So I've just gone back to those. Um, and I am taking a fiber supplement, which I will link in the show notes. It's the one that I recommend to all of my one-on-one -on -one clients um, that is a low FODMAP fiber supplement that dissolves completely, totally tasteless. And I've just been like kind of um, extra diligent about my gut health. And I got to a point, you know, pre being on the pill where I was very laissez-faire about it. I was like, cool, I'm good. I can do whatever. Everything's good. And I've noticed just like a little uptick um, in the past couple of months. And I don't know if it's contributed to by the pill, but my speculation is that it might be because of the estrogen and all of the other stuff. Um, I'm learning slowly more about hormones and how that impacts our IBS and all of that good stuff because there absolutely is a correlation. So yeah, that's my update. I've been on the pill for like three months since getting my IUD out. My IBS definitely is not back. Like I'm not worried about SIBO or anything. I've just noticed my motility become a little bit slower. Um, and I'm taking precautionary measures to make sure that I'm on top of that. And it took me a while to get my period back. And I still haven't gotten my period back in full force, which is 
fine, but kind of a bummer. I didn't get my period on the IUD at all for three and a half years. And I like low key wanted it back because it just helps me feel more connected to my body. Um, yeah. I think that's my full update. So um, wanted to jump on and do this introduction before getting into the podcast episode today to give you guys a good update on how I'm feeling in my body and, you know, whether or not I have any like regrets and weighing the birth control options, which is always such a big question mark for women with IBS, women who are trying to get to know their bodies a little bit differently. I've had clients who have IUDs and absolutely love it. I've had clients who have done all different kinds of birth control methods, and it really just is about finding the one that works for you. My intention with this podcast is to give you the permission slip that if the birth control pill is what works for you, then that is okay. Um, I wanted, I felt it really important to do this podcast episode because I just have experienced how much the pill is demonized in certain circles and in a world with IBS where your options already feel so limited and so scary sometimes, um, I wanted to give you a little bit more power back to, you know, a permission slip back to if this is what works for you, that you get to honor that and say fuck it to whatever noise is out there. And if you do love your IUD, I am so happy for you. I wish it worked for me. Like it fully didn't and I wish it did. Um, disclaimer that I kind of shit all over the IUD in this episode. It just was my experience. It does not mean anything about what your experience is going to be like, but I wanted to share my side of the story. Okay. Without further ado, let's do this thing, shall we? I hope you love the episode. Shoot me a DM if it resonates. I'd love it so much if you would leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. To anyone who leaves a written review, um, grab a screenshot of it before you press send or after you press send and shoot me an email with it at goodgutfeelings at gmail.com as a thank you for sharing your love with me, I would love to send you a free copy of my 60-page life edit journal, the High Vibe, Low Vibe journal, um, as a thank you. Okay, let's do this, babe. Welcome to the Good Gut Feelings Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Kritzis, and together we are building a community of women who are all here to celebrate their evolution. We're chatting about all things good gut feelings, which started with literal gut issues and IBS, hello my hot girls with stomach issues, and has evolved into self-discovery, embodiment, alignment, and so, so much more, all while being a little selfish along the way. Stay tuned as we are exploring the ways to step into your absolute favorite self, you know, like informed by your highest self, but with a little bit more sugar and spice. Let's have some juicy conversations about what that evolution gets to look like, no matter where you are in your journey, as long as you are seeking good gut feelings, you are in the right place. I'd love to connect, so reach out on Instagram at Isabel Caritzis if we don't already know each other. And without further ado, let's go make some magic. Today's episode is about birth control and about my IUD story. Um, I'm actually recording this podcast because Ian encouraged me to. Ian, if you are new here, is my boyfriend slash roommate, um, boyfriend of five years, who has been through all of these birth control hurdles with me for the most part. 
Um, so just as a disclaimer, if you are in any way family, proceed at your own risk. If you are my dad or my brother, definitely fuck off. Um, we're talking about sex. We're talking about birth control. We're talking about vaginas. We're talking about all the things that come with navigating birth control as a woman and my experience of it, because my experience of it has been very typical in some ways and then very atypical in other ways. And I'm really excited to share this story today because just kind of flat out, um, where I'm, where I'm going with this and the thing that I really want to dive into is... I love the birth control pill and I have experimented with other things, which we'll talk about in great detail, but that is not a statement that you hear often today, especially in like the health and wellness world. Everybody seems to be doing like natural cycles, which is where you track your cycle without being on any hormonal birth control or has an IUD. And birth control pill has been the only thing that's worked for me. And I really put myself through the ringer trying to make that not be true because it didn't feel like that's what was healthy enough, which is fucking bullshit. Um, and of course applies in so many areas of life, right? Where we do things that are not right for us, but seem to be right for so many other people. So it must be right for us, right? Okay. So I want to tell my story. I hope that you find it empowering. Um, If this in any way just sheds some light on things that have been working for your body that you maybe ignored or wanted to not be true for whatever reason because it didn't feel quote unquote healthy enough or right enough or you were having pressure from your doctor or from your friends or from your mom or, you know, whatever outside influence. This is just like so much of what we do here an epic reminder to trust your intuition and to reconnect with your body and to hear what it is saying. So let's do this. Um, Basically, I'm going to go through a timeline. Just I had to write this out so that I could be clear about where all of this happened and kind of what what occurred and in what order. Um, For the most part, my journey with birth control has been really seamless throughout my life until I got an IUD. Um, and, uh, I just, I heard, you know, I, I don't think it was pressure, but more so observing something that so many people were told me worked for them or anecdotally, you know, just stories through influencers or people on the internet or people in my sorority or whatever in college. Um, so much pressure, but we'll, we'll call this pressure, maybe like influence from my gyno, from people who had IUDs and then, coupled with the absolute inability to be able to hear my body and intuition because I was so fucking dissociated from just like my bones and being. Um, And so I made decisions with my birth control that did not work for me at all because so often you hear about how great the IUD is and how everyone loves theirs. And this is at a period of my life where... I was not able to take responsibility for my own actions. I was just trying everything on for size and everything about the IUD sounded great. Um, I was so scared to be on the pill. 
I was nervous for whatever reason that maybe it was influencing my IBS and my SIBO and with how everybody, and you know, at that point, if you are really going through it, you'll understand you get to a point where you are willing to try anything to see if it will work. So, you know, my birth control being on the table, I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Let's, let's see how this plays a part. I don't care. So I ended up getting an IUD. Um, and it was the worst decision I have ever made in my life. I, I think I literally regret it. Um, if anything, it kind of forced me to be so in touch with my body in order to be like, this is not working for me. And it's in that sort of paradox of choice where you're forced to make a choice because you're so uncomfortable that you are also forced to get in touch with your body. So like, let's, that's the silver lining, I guess. Sure. But I want to talk about how much I love the birth control pill. You never hear those words in the wellness world. And so Let's walk through my timeline and I hope that this just, you know, just stated again, empowers you to make any birth control choice that works for your body. Okay. So timeline, I went on birth control at 16 for acne and irregular periods. Um, I, I think I was the first of my friends to go on birth control. I went to an all girls private Catholic school. No one was having sex. (laughs) I'll just be honest. Um, maybe like four people, one of those four people was not me. So I went on birth control at 16. Um, I say for acne, but my acne actually like wasn't bad. Like I think I had like four pimples as opposed to zero. And I was like, Oh, the horror. Um, blessed with good skin. Didn't have acne, but whatever. It, birth control helped. Um, and I had really irregular periods though. Like my cycle was all over the place and my period was typically really heavy. It had always been that way. Um, I think at least, gosh, this has me wondering how in touch like 13 year olds are with their body. By the way, I got my period at 10, which I don't even question mark. That feels really early to me. I was the first person in my grade. I mean, not that anyone was talking about it. I went to a co-ed middle school and, um, to my knowledge, I assumed I was the only person in the world who had a period. So I can't even remember if at that age I was in touch with my body. I really, I really don't think so because of trauma and because of things that had happened. Um, that made me disconnect from my physical self so much. So that's always been a question mark for me. Um, Anyway, at 16, my periods were still really irregular and I went on the pill and was like, cool, I feel like a grown up. I'm on the pill. This is so fun. And then at 17, I was like, wait, (laughs) what the fuck am I doing? I don't need to be on birth control. I'm just in a body having a period and it's pretty manageable for the most part. Um, And it's fine. One of the beauties of going to an all-girls school is that everyone is like throwing around tampons and pads and talking about their period and whether or not they have cramps and whether or not they can or can't do something that afternoon because they feel like shit or, you know, whatever. It was a very accepted thing to talk about, which made me kind of reflect on my choice to be on birth control and be like, wait, I don't feel like I need this. Lo and behold, like nine months later, I started having sex and I was like, okay, probably go back on the pill. Um, I was going into college and I was like, this just like makes sense. Fine. Sure. Great. I was really lucky in that I never had an issue like 
so much with the pill I was put on. It immediately regulated my periods. It made my acne a little bit better. My periods were really manageable. They were like somewhere around three to four days, like light to medium. Um, Didn't really have bad PMS or anything. Super regular, loved it. I was on, and the pill that I was on was a triphasic pill. You can have two different kinds, I think. There is a monophasic, I don't know if that's the word, I'm kind of just making it up, where you have a steady level of hormones all three weeks, and then you have your placebo week, which is where you get your period or you like bleed. Um, Apparently, that's not technically a period. I don't know why, because it's not regulated by your natural hormone cycle, but I think it's still a period. I define a period as like blood coming out of my vagina and needing, knowing that I'm not pregnant. Like that's good enough for me. So I was on the pill. All was good. I was on the pill from 17 to like 22. And 22, I was, oh no, what year was that? That was like 2018-ish, 2018, no, 20, yeah, 2018. Um and everyone was getting an IUD. And I was like, oh my gosh, so cool. Um, I don't have to remember to take a pill every day. And that was like pretty much the only perk besides the lingering question of if it was impacting my IBS, because that's also when my SIBO got really, really bad. And I didn't know if they were related. It was kind of hard to tell. Um, I don't think they were like at all because I got the IUD and then still was dealing with and diagnosed with SIBO nine months later. So I don't think going off the pill really did anything for me there, but who knows? Um, the pill could have lightly been contributing to my IBS. I, it's possible. So I got the IUD the day after my 23rd birthday which was the most horrible birthday present I've ever received in my life. I had the most traumatic insertion experience ever. And my gyno was like floored. He was like, I did, I did three this morning. They were all fine. I've never seen anything like this. Um, and I shared all about it on Instagram, like on this page with this community. And I had so many people being like, that is fucking bullshit. My experience was the worst thing ever. Nobody ever told me. My gyno told me, you know, nothing about what to expect. Like, this is something that should be done under anesthesia. Like, what the fuck is this procedure? It's apparently especially worse for people who have never given birth before because your cervix is really tight. Um, Your cervix is like the hallway between your uterus and your vagina for any boys that are still here, which that, okay. Anyway, um... (laughs) And I think that the insertion process of my IUD caused immense energetic trauma to my hips and to my pelvic floor. If you've taken the Good Gut Fundamentals or you consume content about IBS or you've been in touch with my IBS content, you know that pelvic floor dysfunction is a huge contributing factor to IBS-C, especially where you struggle with constipation. I believe that my pelvic floor, my IUD insertion made my pelvic floor immediately clench and never, ever release. Um, And I feel like I can confirm that having had the IUD removed and feeling so different 
I'll get there in a second though. So timeline-wise, I had my IUD for three years and some change, and then I got it removed in November 2021. So like a couple of months ago, if you're listening to this, when this podcast was released in January 2021 or 2022, um, I had just had enough. I was nervous about some health issues, um, ovarian cysts, and um, which I had had a history of having my IUD um, for three years. I think I'd had a couple cysts, a couple of them burst. If that's happened to anyone listening, you know it's the worst fucking pain in the entire world. It absolutely sucks. Um, and it was impacting my sex life. It's so many reasons. So I got it removed. And I went back on the birth control pill in November, and it's the the literal best thing I've ever done. Um, and I will explain why in just a second. So I'm back on the birth control pill now. I'm on like effectively the same one that I was on when I um, got my IUD. I went back like right on it and everything has been great. The only thing that hasn't happened yet is I haven't gotten my period yet. And that's because I skipped one of them on purpose. Um, the first one that I was supposed to get, I skipped... <laughs> I skipped because it was the week of Thanksgiving and I was doing Thanksgiving with Ian's family and at, staying at his grandparents' house for two days um, and their bathroom doors don't lock. And I just was like, all things considered, really not trying to get my period at Ian's grandma's house with doors that like don't lock, not comfortable. Um, and I skipped my period on the pill, which you can do. Apparently there's no medical reason to actually make that period happen. And I'd gotten an ultrasound like three weeks or two weeks prior to that when I was getting my IUD out and they were like, you have no uterine lining. Like there's nothing there. Um, yeah, wait, I don't think I said that piece. I didn't get my period for three years on the IUD. Like I, not once did I get my period. So I'm still waiting for it to come back. Like from fucking like three and a half years, I haven't gotten it. So I felt comfortable skipping the first one because I was like, cool, period at grandma's house, cramps, whatever, whatever's potentially going to happen. I'm just supremely not interested in this experience. Skipped it. Um, did the like placebo week last mu month and nothing happened. So I am due to get my period next week. We have all of our fingers and toes crossed. Say a prayer for me. I'm really hoping it happens. I didn't like not getting my period for three and a half years. I felt so disconnected from my body. Always like slight question mark of like, is there a baby in there that's holding on to my IUD laughing at me? Like I just had a couple questions. I didn't love it. So fingers crossed for me. Okay. Let's talk about things that happened when I got my IUD that I fucking hated and it sucked. And I'm only not saying this to scare anyone. I'm saying this to validate the experience of if you have an IUD or like you feel the pressure to get one, but you don't want one, that is a valid experience. And I did not hear those words said from anybody. So I was like, cool, there are literally no downsides, um, even though the pill worked so well for my body. So this is my truth. This is my experience. If it does not align with yours, then God bless you. I'm so happy that you have found a birth control method that works beautifully for you. That's, that's the whole point. For me, the IUD didn't work. And I want to give voice to the people who feel the same just because I didn't get to have that experience. I didn't get to have that example. Um, and everyone's truth gets to be different. So this is mine. So I got the IUD. I had, I had the Mirena. Um, 
I lost my period for like immediately. I don't think I had one period on the IUD. Um, and still haven't gotten it back as we discovered. My acne got so bad, like immediately to a level that I have never had such bad acne. Um, I was constantly breaking out around my jaw, which I've never had a pimple on before um, up until that point in my life. And jaw acne is typically hormonal. It, like, I tried everything to get it go away. Um, my mom is an esthetician and she was like, what the hell is this? So bad all the time. Um, like I said, I think I had a lot of trauma stored in my hips and my pelvic area and my pelvic floor because of insertion. For me in my body, I felt like my pelvic floor muscles were constantly just like sucking in and up. Um, a way that I experienced this was just through like pretty constant constipation. I had to work really, really hard to try to regulate my nervous system, relax my pelvic floor, always stretching my hips. Um, I never went to pelvic floor therapy, but I so recommend and have so many clients who have seen so many great results because of going to pelvic floor therapy. I had to pee all the time and I had a really hard time like releasing my bladder and then it always felt like it didn't empty all the way like it just all of these are signs of a tight pelvic floor dysfunctional pelvic floor um and immediately after I got it out I felt 200,000 million percent different which is so funny um all of my bladder issues are gone. Uh, I wouldn't call them bladder issues, but it just was like, oh, this feels different. And it's like not always comfortable. I was waking up in the middle of the night 112 times to go pee um, because I always had that sensation that I was about to like pee my pants, even though it was just like not, that was not the case. Um, and I feel like I can deeply relax within my core. And I think this is just that's not a feeling you can relate to. Like, I mean, like don't sweat it, but I have been practicing yoga for like five, six years really routinely. Um, and I am in touch with all of those micro muscles that I just felt like for the years that I had the IUD could not relax. Um, and I feel like they can now, which is just so freeing. So as a result of that, I think, um, God, when I had, the, um, just to finish out my list of before jumping into what happened next, my list of things that happened when I got an IUD, my sex drive was zero, like negative zero, negative zero, a hundred million zero. And that was like pretty much from day one. It somewhat started because of the, oh, I completely forgot to add this. Um, it somewhat started because of the pelvic cysts I kept getting, or the ovarian cyst rather that I kept getting, which is really um, common-ish as a side effect of a hormonal IUD. Every single one of my friends that it has a hormonal, horm hormonal or non-hormonal IUD has had this happen. Um, I had a couple of cysts burst and that terrified Ian to even like go near me. Sex was really, really painful, really painful just because like my pelvic floor muscles were so tight. Um, and pelvic pain with sex is really common. Uh, and it's not something that people talk about a lot. So I experienced that for three years. Um, 
part of that was that because I had like no natural lubrication whatsoever, whatsoever, which was disheartening for me because I felt really out of touch with my body and disheartening for Ian because it just, it was really confusing. It was really different than what had been happening before. Um, so kind of a little piece to add here is that Woo More Play Lube is fantastic and Necessaire's Lube is fantastic. They're both natural, um, no weird ingredients, big fan of them both. So I think that's everything with the IUD. Ovarian cysts, pelvic pain, no sex drive, um, pain with sex, trauma stored in my hips, all of these things happened for me. Removal was a breeze. It was a breeze. Um, Nothing compared to getting it in. And I was really, really nervous because as my people on Instagram know, the strings from my IUD were not visible. When I got it put in, my gynecologist, I think like fucking panicked and he just cut them like really short as soon as he put it in because he was like, I need to get the hell out of this chick's vagina. Um, And they immediately were like not visible, Um, which meant having to pry open my cervix again to go fishing to get the strings. And if they were not there, probably surgical removal. So I was terrified to get it removed because I was just so terrified of having to go through whatever that was going to entail here to say no strings visible it was a breeze I went to the Tia clinic in Manhattan if you um, are searching for affordable transparent amazing women's healthcare. that was the best decision I've ever made in my life they got me back on the pill And this is what happened. I tried one birth control pill um, that did not work for me. Back in maybe like mid-October, I tried to go back on the pill, even though I still had my IUD just to kind of like get it in my system. Um, And it made me feel fucking psychotic. Like I had this inner rage bubbling within me that I've never felt before in my life. And like... Rage, like I want to smash things and punch things and shatter plates and scream kind of rage. And I was like, oh my God. I think I took it for five days before I was like, absolutely fucking not. So I went back to the doctor and when I got my IUD removed, I went back on the triphasic one that I was on before. I had an IUD and I love it. Here are all of the amazing things that happened when I went back on the pill. My acne immediately went away. My sex drive came back with full force. I feel so much more safe in my body, so much more in tune with my body, so much more aligned and connected. Um, I still haven't got my period back as we have discussed, but I'm so much happier and the pill is a way to safeguard against getting ovarian cysts. And I know that it is not a solution. I don't know. If you're plugging into holistic wellness, holistic health, um, language, being on the pill is not a solution. Fine. But right now it is working for my body. It is helping me to feel safe. It is helping me to regulate my reproduction. I don't have a single fucking complaint. And I think what I am trying to say is that there is just this paradox of messaging in holistic health where 
everything is about being in touch with your body and everything is about being in tune and everything is about doing it their way. Like you can be in touch with your body, but only if you're eating all organic and you're not on any medications and you're not doing band-aids and you're not doing all of these things. Okay. How is that being in touch with my body? If being on a medication to regulate everything about my period that is not working for me right now feels great. So that's my two cents. If there's anything that is Western medicine, quote unquote, um, that is like supremely supporting your existence, then own that shit and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I don't know if I have any root cause issues, if I have anything that's legitimately wrong with my cycle because I've been on birth control since I was 17. Um, I'm now 26 and I don't plan on getting off anytime soon. It is working for me. Um, I'm so much happier. So um, I have shared everything I need to share. I hope this is validating for any of you in your experience on the birth control pill um, or with an IUD or needing to reassess the way that you experience birth control. I have friends who are not on anything at all and are successfully not pregnant because they wish to not be pregnant. Natural cycles works for a lot of people. Um, I have friends that have the Nuva ring that love it. I have friends that do all sorts of things, condoms, pull out method, you know, whatever floats your boat, um, whatever level of risk you are willing to tolerate. Let's say that. Yeah, this is what I'm comfortable tolerating. And I think that this is something that I don't know. I felt the need to share my story to give permission to anyone who feels like their story might be different or their story might feel against the messaging of what we kind of hear in the wellness space and reject whatever they want to reject. This is my epic rejection of the IUD and my absolute love for my birth control pill. Um, and I have friends that love their IUDs. I forgot to say that. I have most of my friends like love their IUDs. Most of them that have it, love it. It didn't work for me. I felt crazy, like something was wrong for me, wrong with me. Like I was the one that had an issue. I'm like, sure, maybe I did, but like I did something about it and that's what matters. So, um, I am excited for a time in my life where I get to try natural cycles. I am excited genuinely for the time in my life when I get to go off birth control, when my, um, my risk tolerance is a little bit different for having a child. Um, for now though, I'm perfectly comfortable where I am. And I hope that this story brought some peace of mind to you and wherever you are. If this resonated with you or you have any questions, maybe specifically about IUD insertion or removal or, you know, whatever, I'm happy to answer them. I'm happy to answer if you are in New York and you are a freelancer having a hard time finding medical care. I'm happy to answer any questions about Tia. I will link their site in the show notes. I absolutely loved my experience there genuinely. Um, and yeah, I am an open book as is evident by this podcast episode discussing the inner workings of my vagina. Um, please, dear God, I hope that no one who is related to me is still listening. And if you are, if you're my mom, I love you. If you're anyone else, um, what's up? <laughs> okay. I am sending you guys so much love. I hope that you liked today's episode and we will chat next week.